this is this will if if your comment lit on fire then get you know get out your fire extinguishers i think it's bullshit Don't know much about history, don't know much biology, don't know much about the science book, don't know much about the French I took as I start with my good pal, Kirby Hassman, episode number 163 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I've already mentioned my co-host name. My name is Bill Petrie. I'm usually here every week as well, but you know, usually I give Kirby a nickname and I want to call him today the ambassador of anonymous posting, mm. uh, Kirby. How the hell are you today? It's mid-August. How is life in Coshocton, Ohio treating you today? Uh, things are good. Things are good. It's been, uh, you know, you and I have talked about the weather, um, and we won't spend a lot of time on this, but I actually did some research yesterday because I'm like, God, it feels like it's rained a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like the amount in July and August, I think what I saw is that we've doubled the amount doubled the yeah. amount of normal rain and that does affect how many times we get outside and the things we can plan and all that sort of thing which you know me I like summer so I want to be outside so other than the fact that the weather is jacking with my happiness I'm doing yeah. well how about you I'm good you know the weather's jacked with my happiness too I yeah. like to spend a lot of time outside you know that uh yeah. I don't care what the temperature is and it has been a monsoon season here but we yeah. got this little lovely snippet on Tuesday of what why i love living in middle middle tennessee the high was 76 there was zero humidity in the air and it was glorious and so you know it got me to thinking about the inst you know the instability of the weather right right it has been unstable and that got me to thinking kirby as things often do you know i i want to if you're okay with it um, and, and I don't care if you are, that was, <laughs> um, I'd like to pause the podcast and talk about something we don't talk about often enough in the promotional products industry. And that is stability. See the okay. instability to weather got me thinking about stability. Yeah. And with all the changes that seem to happen on a regular basis, it's just as important to talk about companies that are established, stable, and strong. That's why I'm so thrilled to talk about our friends at Shipenko today. For over 90 years and four generations of family ownership, Shapenko has genuinely cared about the success of their clients. And that, my friend, is the definition of stability, isn't it, Kirby? It really is. And I mean, I think that when you are trying to choose the folks you work with, the the, the folks that you, the suppliers you deal with, that level of stability is powerful, especially in uncertain times. Totally agree, Kirby. Another point, since they only sell promotional products to distributors. Shapenko is dedicated to doing more than delivering quality merchandise at a fair price. They go the extra mile to ensure every distributor product or project is a resounding success. It's the right way to do, excuse me, a little, little summer cough there. Yeah, It's the right way to do business. And that is how you continue to be stable and strong heading into the next 90 years. So the bottom line, Shapenko has absolutely stood the test of time. The experience, the products, and the people are absolutely the best. Head over to the newly redesigned, redesigned Shapenko.com to start your next project today. Okay, so we're episode number 163. I think I might have said 162 at the top. can't remember. Um, Kirby, you have the honor. 
Oh, there we go. That, yeah. Look, look, sorry. This this podcast is going flawlessly so far. <laughs> uh, Kirby, you have you have the upfront topic today. What would you like to chat about uh, in the world of whatever you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, obviously it's our uh, it's the promo upfront podcast. So I'm going to do some promo upfront. All um, right. So you know, I want to I want to like uh, leverage the the seven listeners. We've 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 catapulted in our listenership and yeah, we added it, harvey mackler let's let's yeah, mention harvey yeah I, right. we I, I i did get rebuked for not mentioning <laughs> harvey so shame on me so harvey mackler is absolutely one of the magnificent seven yeah that's right so i i, I want to kind of leverage our audience to just say look uh next week august 24th is promotional products work day um so it's essentially uh sort of a holiday that ppai has kind of created to pull as members and, and industry professionals together to celebrate the idea of how impactful uh, promotional products can be, branded merchandise can be in the um, promotion of any business, any organization. And one of the things, you and I've talked about this, I love when our associations utilize their power mm -hmm. together to, to, to elevate the industry. To me, that is one of the more important yeah. things that the association can do and should do. That's just, again, that's just Kirby's two cents. Yeah. Um, and so it's coming up next week. And so I sort of want to implore our folks. I want to implore you and I, um, it, it, and because you always say it got me to thinking, it got me to thinking about, okay, what am I going to be doing next Thursday? So I went over mm -hmm. to the PPA website um, and it, it gave some ideas, um, you know, okay. host, host an open house, create a social mm -hmm. media campaign, offer special discounts, host a networking event. There's a ton of different ways to um, to get out there and just do something that promotes the industry at large. And I think that when we do that, the rising level of the water raises all boats. Um, so my question, and just for the, the sake of discussion or whatever is, yeah. do you like the idea of having a day like this or a week like this or whatever? Um, and yeah. if so, you know, what have you done or what, what, what do you think people well, should do? Yeah, I, I, I choose to celebrate promotional products every day. So I think it's odd that there's only one day that PPAI is going to celebrate it. I think that's flawed. Uh, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, no, uh, promotional products work day used to be part of promotional products work week uh, many years ago, many, not too many, but for some people, it's many. Uh, I know I was part of a kickoff ceremony. Actually, it's interesting that Shapenko is our sponsor yeah, that's this right. week because we kicked it off in Shelbyville, Tennessee, which is Pencil City, USA, yeah. with uh, the uh, awesome. president and CEO at the time. Uh, that was Paul Bellantone, but PPAI and a lot of uh, dignitaries. We even had, uh, uh, I believe, a state senator there. So very cool. And I know you did it the following year in Coshocton, Ohio, the birthplace of promotional products with Jasper Meek and his uh, shoe bag. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I think it's important to always have a day, you know, I mean, we all celebrate promotional products every day, you know, so right. I was being a little flippant earlier. So I think what you can do, I love the idea of the, the open house. I think that's a great thing to do a little, probably a little, little late in the game. If you haven't right. planned an open house yet, I think though, what you could do is create a small campaign or um, a thank you, a quick thank you message and share some of the value of promotional merchandise yeah. to your clients. Why does it work? What makes it work? And why it's important for them to keep using it? 
Yeah, that's so that was kind of where I landed, Bill, is I'm like, okay, I need I need to write a blog. I need to yeah. do some video shorts. I need to like um kind of spend some time on social media. I feel like if as an industry we make a big deal of it as a collective group in a yeah. that's the, the the nice thing about doing so it's like the tip of the spear kind of concept is that you can create a lot in a short period of time. If you spread it out sometimes it's hard because it gets lost. But if if in one day the the collective gets out there and kind of shares case studies, um there's actually the yeah. promotionalproductsworkcom I think is the website. Yes. Yep. promotionalproductsworkcom There's case studies out there. So so I think there's plenty of material out there if we as a collective go out there and share it, I think it could be good. So again, it's next Thursday, August 24th. Um please feel free to participate. And so it was this is almost like a PSA but a topic. So um yeah. No, I think it's great. And, and like I said, I think you can use it as, as a way to express some gratitude to your clients and mm, say, love that. you know, thank you so much for working with us for your marketing merchandise needs. I want to share a statistic with you of why we, why I feel, why our company feels so passionate about promotional merchandise. And we hope you're seeing these same results. I think those are some great, great ways to um, celebrate it, get it out there and maybe next year do an open house if you got the time. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Hey, Kirby, I have a quick question for you. Okay. Do you love the blanket? I do love the blanket. I know you love the blanket. Well, I got to tell you right now, um, I got some early bird holiday special for you. Okay. Do you like an early bird holiday special? I also love early birds. Because I know it's a thousand <laughs> degrees outside, but hey, fall and winter right around the corner. They are, they are. Um, and we can thank our friends at Kanata for sharing some early bird pricing on some of their most amazing blankets. The original lamb's wool, wool the plush era throw, the urban alpaca, and the velvet fur throw all have special pricing for the holidays that includes decoration. Now that's either embroidery or a laser leather patch. Wow. Very classy. So head over to KanataPromo.com to take advantage of this before it expires on October 15th, 2023. All right, Kirby, I have an industry topic for you. Um, Mike Simzak, a good friend mm. of both of ours, is leaving HPG. Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know Mike, Mike was one of the uh, the two uh, outliers, him and uh, Jason Lukash, that uh, started Oreg Audio and brought Oreg Audio to the industry. And when the history book is written on the promotional products industry, uh, those two will have a chapter because yeah. before there's going to be before uh, OA, before Oregadio, <laughs> and after OA. Because before Oregadio, packaging was either a very flimsy white box from China or a poly bag. Yeah. Um, yes, you have companies like great companies like the Chest and people like that doing packaging, but uh, suppliers themselves were not providing retail level packaging. Right. Oregadio changed that, and Mike Simzak is a big part of that change. They created brand, a brand within the promotional products industry that clients wanted. I want the Oregadio backpack, and that's something that uh, is it was didn't didn't happen 10, 15 years ago. Um, I just want to say, for me, it's hard to see him go. I, I've told this story before, but I'll tell like a, a thirty second version of it. When I first started working as a consultant, when I got out of the distributor side of the business, started working as a consultant, one of my first clients to help get them into the promotional products industry was Mike Simzak and Jason Lukash at Org Audio. And I knew enough about the promotional products industry to be dangerous. And they knew enough. They knew what they were doing to be dangerous. And we had the best time together. And, and I take zero credit in the success that they had. Mm -hmm. But I, I was fun to be uh, on the sidelines watching it very close with them. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was fun to be there at the beginning of Org Audio. 
Um, and they were there at the beginning of brand debate. So I have a very close relationship with, with both of them. Um, hard to see him go. Nick, now they've named uh, Nick Latour is kind of beginning to be taking over that, that hybrid role that Jason and Mike had that, that product guy, the, the guy who's going to really become the face of that organization. Couldn't have picked a better human to do it. Yeah. Not only just one of the nicest people you you'd ever want to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I relate very well with Nick because Nick is, uh, I, I, one fi- thing I find in common with me and Nick, we can be very blustery and very, look at me, look at me, look at me, but very deep down, we're both pretty uh, quiet and mm-hmm. we both can be very introspective and we both can be uh, the extroverted introvert, probably the best yeah. way to put it. So I just want to say somehow the industry feels a little less creative uh, today. Mm. Today is la- his last day. It'll, this podcast drops uh, August uh, 18th. Today's his last day. And I don't know what the future holds for Mike. I did speak with him. I spoke with him at Chicago um, and, and he kind of, uh, you know, alluded to some changes might be coming, had no idea what they were. Um, but uh, the ind- industry feels a little lesser today, Kirby. Yeah. I Again, I won't belabor because I think you did a great job of talking about it. But, you know, when you were saying it's he, he's one of the two. And I, I said I, in my mind, my, my mind said Pied Pipers, um, you know, great. like, Love like it. I, because I felt like every time they did a product mm-hmm. launch, you would go around their booth and expo and literally people yeah. would just follow them around to see whatever they had yeah. come up with. Because they were driving, we we talked about innovation recently, um, and yep. they were people who two people that drove innovation in a very real way. You mentioned the packaging, which I love, but honestly, yep. the other piece is the, just the idea of hey, we're just going to do a one piece minimum. That just was yes, like that was so Great. unheard of. Like that's happening now, but even yep. then, it was like. And again, I'm sure that they weren't going, gosh, I hope we get a ton of one piece minimum orders, but it changed yeah. the way everybody thought of their, their brand. It was like, yeah. and to this day, I, when I'm, somebody says, Hey, I need one of something. I'm like, Oh, we should look at Oregadio to this day. Right. And I mean, that's been right. a decade later. And so I think, um, yes, they were innovators, not only from a product perspective, but challenging the norms of the industry that I, I heard a quote, you, I think you'll appreciate this. And I won't get this exactly right, but it was Alex Hermosi who you've heard me talk about. And he said that, right. you know, we're able to challenge all of our beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the beliefs we believe to be the most true. And those right. we never consider challenging, right? And Correct. and I'm like, that was like the idea of a one piece minimum with no setup. Mm-hmm. It was like, what now? And they but- they challenged that norm in a way that made us all stand, stand up and take notice. And so that. That's what I remember. To- to- totally agree. And that's, a, that's an outstanding point because I glossed over that. I didn't even mention it. So that's 100% accurate. And companies had looked at that before. Companies had tried to build that before, but no one really was able to do it. They did mm-hmm. it. And so to Mike Simzak, enjoy your retirement. I'm not sure it's really going to be a long retirement. I know you can be pretty restless. So uh, <laughs> I, I, Congrats, I do know I speak... Yeah, I do know I speak for Kirby here and thank you for everything you've done for the entry. Thank you for everything you've done for us personally. Yeah. Uh, I know that they've helped you out many times, Kirby, and I uh, certainly for me, uh, thank you very much. And we will miss you, but we will see you down the uh, down the transom. All right, Kirby, what kind of topic do you have next? Okay, here's a question for you. Do Facebook's okay. and Instagram's algorithms create yeah. echo chambers that widen political divisions and erode democracy in America? Yes, that's the business model. Okay. So if you ask 100 people, 95% will say yes, 
right? Mm -hmm. So a recent study, I just think this is fascinating and I'll give you a little background on it, okay? Um, Because it's exactly what I would have said, by the way, Bill. And I may still, but just just a a new landmark, landmark research complicates the narrative. Four studies released recently found that while echo chambers do exist on social media, they don't drive political polarization the way that Facebook critics have described. The researchers arrived at conclusions by tweaking the the content U.S. Facebook users saw from September to December in 2020, measuring their behaviors during the the experiment. In one study, the researchers swapped out the algorithm feed for a reverse chronological feed for tens of thousands of Facebook and Instagram users, which meant um, it didn't matter how they, you know, whether they engaged or they liked or whatever. The changes had no impact on political polarization and even led users to see more untrustworthy content. Um, and of course, the other side effect is it made people spend less time on the platform. So I thought this was interesting. Um, and it, it and people were saying, hey, wait, this is a Facebook was involved in this research. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I did think it was fascinating. And I wonder, A, do you buy it? And B... Like I, I think it's one of those things where we we want to blame someone. We, right now, it's currently social media. Do we? Th- do you buy the fact that these aren't creating more political polarization, or do you disagree? I guess. Kirby, there are lies, damn lies in statistics, and <laughs> I think that's what we're facing here. You know, do I buy it? Sure, part of it, but I mean, you know, you can mm-hmm. manipulate numbers and any study to. Uh, back your preferred opinion. So, you know, do I think intentionally Facebook algorithms um, uh, amplify divisiveness? Uh, I don't, I think, I don't think originally, no. I think it was kind of a byproduct of, whoa, uh, things are off the charts because we have a very divisive political candidate Mm -hmm. here and it's a very strong, people have, there's no gray area here. It's either one side or the other. And I yeah. think that was good for the platform. Remember, uh, none of us pay for Facebook unless we're doing a sponsored ad. So as you would say, I would say, a lot of us would say, and very accurately, if you're not paying for it, you're the product. So yeah, yeah I, I know I don't buy it, to be honest with you. you know, they, if, if there was any sort of altruism in their business model where we're just going to charge people for sponsoring or charge people a monthly fee. They would have a chronological scroll except for promoted ads. And that's it. It'd be, you wouldn't have to mess with it all the time. Yeah. Chronological order. I follow my friends. I can choose what I see when I, the, you know, that's the other illusion. I, I, I get so tired of hearing people say, Hey, you can, you can filter what you want to see on Facebook and not, no, you can't. Not unless you spend four hours a day doing it because the algorithm is always shifting. So no, I, I think, Part of the business model is fractionalization. And by that, I mean, it's good for people to argue. Now, is it any worse than it was 150 years ago without uh, uh, social media? Probably not, but it's more amplified and we all have access to it, whereas we didn't before. 
you look at muckraking or yellow journalism in the 1800s, whatever you want to call it. I always like the term muckraking. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the muckraking newspapers of the 1800s, they were horrible in terms of how they spoke about political candidates. And they absolutely did the same thing that we see happening in social media now. That that fractionalization, you're either on one mm -hmm. side or another. And in what they try to do is most people live in the gray, right? Mm -hmm. There's some good here, but there's some bad. And, you know, everything's a little, uh, you know, everything's a little round ball. We don't know exactly. There's not one right, one wrong. They love to put everybody on one side and everybody else on the other side and say, go ahead and fight it out. It's been that way for 150 years. I, I do believe that that Facebook meta Instagram, since it's Instagram, so it is meta. I do believe that they're uh, doing that, but more so on Facebook than Instagram. I'll stop talking now. No, it's good. I, I appreciate your perspective. And I, again, I'm just dropping this on you. So I, um, um, I appreciate your thoughtfulness. I, you know, I, I honestly go back and forth on this because I do think sometimes we want to blame a platform for our own behaviors, right? Oh, no, no. It amplifies our own behavior. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're at fault. All of us are at fault. I yeah. should have said that. All of us are at fault. Look in the mirror. Yeah. But they amplify it. So it's easy to say, well, it's the evil Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but, but I think that they've done enough studies on the other side that say, look, if you put a, 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 a fake account and have it mm -hmm. like certain things, the algorithm will, will again, because the whole idea is to keep them on the platform, right? right. So they're going to show them things that they engage with and that they like that it keeps them on the platform. And I think with many people, it's very easy to get sucked down a rabbit hole and, and do into that echo chamber. That being said, I do think, you know, that echo chamber is happening on Fox news on, on MSNBC, like again, right. that, that, so it can't just be Facebook if it's happening no, on mainstream media too. So I, I kind of go both sides on this one. What, what I, I guess what I'm saying, and maybe a better way to say it for me, Kirby, is social media has amplified yep. the worst in all of us. Yeah. We get to hide behind a screen, and we'll talk about that in a second, and say whatever we want without fear of someone punching us in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. You know, why didn't I call, um, you know, Brendan McClanahan, who lived across the street from me, an asshole when I was in fifth grade? Because I thought he'd kick my ass. Yeah. Now I can do that on, I can, I can do that through Facebook and not have any fear of repercussions. It's good that I didn't call him that name, right? It's that's, right. that's, that's good, A, self-preservation, because he would have beat me to a pulp, but also... <laughs> But also, it's a good check to say that's not appropriate. That's not right to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. And so, I, I you know, again, it, the the fault is us, but we have allowed the uh, there are good you know everything's gray. Good parts of social media, bad parts of social sure. media. The bad part of social media, it has really amplified the worst in all of us. You know, just because we have access to share our opinions doesn't mean every opinion needs to be shared. Yeah. Fair. Cool. I just I thought yeah. I just thought good, it was interesting. Good topic. Yeah. No, very. I like that. All right, Kirby. So speaking of the Facebook, mm -hmm. lately, uh, my favorite page, as you know, the promotional products professionals page. Yes. So a few days ago, someone posted uh, anonymously in yep. the promotional products Facebook group page about, quote, rude, condescending and arrogant people throwing shade to others who pose questions in the group. Now. For those of you who aren't familiar, 
It's a large group. I think about 13 or 14,000 members at this point, very probably easily the largest probably social group in the industry. And there are some people who go there, hey, can I find this pen? And it does get tedious because they're not using the search function and so on and so forth. But there's also new people there who have no clue what they're doing. And that's their office. So they can't walk down the hall and ask Kirby or me or whatever. So they use that. And there are some people who uh, at times are pretty crappy about that. Yeah. Um, So I don't disagree. Unnecessarily, by the way. Unnecessarily. Absolutely. So I don't. I don't, I actually agree with the message that the person was posting anonymously. I don't agree that they posted anonymously. Sure. Um, and I said so. And, and then I got, of course, I got rebuked uh, because now I'm not sure. Cause I said, have, have a little grace for people sometimes. And, and so mm-hmm. I got that shoved back in my face. Mm-hmm. And then it just spiraled downhill to the point where I stopped responding because, um, I got told that, you know, maybe they were posting anonymously because they've been beaten up so many times in verbally and abused. And okay, that's fine. But my point was, I, and I want your opinion on this. I believe when you post, whether it's positive, and this was a, a I, I didn't have any issue with what was posted, to be very clear. So it was more positive or whatever you post, you need to stand behind it. Um, I have a real issue posting anonymously. To me, that's just like, you know, uh, throwing gasoline on a house, lighting a match and walking away and acting surprised that it caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I got, I have a real issue with that. Um, and I wanted to get your opinion on just the overall topic of posting. And honestly, I don't even know if you saw this in, in the Facebook group. Yeah, I think, and, and this is, this will, if, if your comment lit on fire, then get, you know, get out your fire extinguishers. I think it's bullshit. I think I, I think that yeah. anonymous posting should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. It is one of my biggest pet peeves on earth. If you have something to say, say it. It goes back to your comment about being in fifth grade. Like if stand by what you have to say, if you, you know, got, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I, yep. it drives me crazy that we allow uh, anonymous reviews who've never done business mm-hmm. with me. I anonymous comments where they can say all kinds of things. Like I'd actually like to address if I'm a jerk, if I'm being something, yeah. tell me. I I'd, I'd like to to Absolutely. deal with it. But the idea that we can go on and and make um comments anonymously is and 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 can I just say anybody who's like oh but maybe they've been this and maybe they've been that. Life's a bitch. Post. Life's yeah. a bitch. So well, I'm sorry. Like, stop. No, stop making excuses for the idea that okay, maybe they've been abused. So I'm going to abuse right. people anonymously, and then that's okay. Right. Or shit. Well, like, if you have something to say, say it and be an adult. I, I like life yeah. is hard. Sorry. <laughs> like, I, 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 that, that drives me that, crazy. <laughs> no, totally agree. Because I, I, like I said, I got shamed for you. You don't, I don't, you don't know this person's life. You don't know. Sure. What How could we? Said in response, How could we? No, I, exactly. <laughs> it's what I said. I did say this in response. I said, I don't purport to know anybody's life. Everybody's life is hard, whether it's family or kids or health or finances or whatever. Life's hard for everybody, but I don't purport to know anybody's life any more than anybody knows mine. I mean, are there, there are a lot of people that know that I almost lost my wife to a sudden cardiac arrest seven years ago, but there's also a lot of people that don't, I don't wave that banner. So you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through right now with maybe I've got challenges with home appliances, which is frustrating. Or maybe I've got challenges with my kids that's scaring me. Or maybe I've got 
you know, uh, you know, health, family health issues. Who knows? I have never purported to know that and to to bring that in the conversation for somebody defending uh, Mrs. or Mr. Anonymous pissed me off to no end. Um, oh. And so I agree with you. Uh, so I'm going to say, uh, I'll cover you, you can support me if you want. Hey, uh, uh, moderators, administrators of promotional products, professionals, turn off anonymous posting, please. Um, we're all adults for the most part that runs very well because of you. You guys do a great job moderating that and making sure that people stay on the straight and narrow. But I think allowing people to post anonymously uh, is is a real a issue. And idea. I would, yeah, I would yeah. absolutely advise against. And, and by the way, again, go, go ahead. I, I think I think that the, the the overall message of what they said, I'm I'm on board with. We do need to be kinder. We do 100%. need to be nicer. And and you know what? If if somebody asks specifically for this pen, right, and yeah. you don't know where it is, and you're like. like Hey, they need to go look at a search engine. Yeah. Don't respond. Like that's also yeah. an option. It's Pentel, by the way. Um, but the, no, like the I'm... the like the idea that the, the folks that this particular person needed to speak out against, you know, like I, it, it's fascinating to me, Bill. I've actually seen a, a a shift. Okay, where snarky folks are starting to be called out by name on social media because they're doing this to an extent, but it's mm -hmm. been done by people who say, no, this isn't true. And yeah. like, so mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of the anonymous. Well, and, and, and the real issue with the post was, <laughs> no, no, no. The real issue I had with the post was the ending statement of, if you think I'm talking about you, I probably am. That's, <laughs> you're just asking for a fight and now you're asking for a fight, but no one knows who to argue with. And, and I'm not big on arguing on social media, but again, you're going to say something like that, stand up and be counted. Yeah. And my point was when you post anonymously, your argument, whether I agree with it, in which in this case I do or not, your argument is neutered. I, I'm sorry. It has so little validity at that point because I don't know who you are. Yeah. It reminds me you, of the... you're not, you're, you, you're not a real person because you're anonymous posting. Yeah, it reminds me of the dumbest song I've ever heard in my life. You're so vain. So, yeah, well, it's a, <laughs> just a which is an old person reference, but you're so vain. It, yeah. You probably think this song is about you. And I, like, even as yeah. a kid, I was just like, that make the song makes no sense. Yeah. So for all you uh, people under the age of 90, uh, <laughs> that song is by Carly Simon. And she was singing about Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones. But that's beside the point. Um you know, I guess my, our bottom line is that type of behavior that anonymous posting leads to such instability in the promotional products professionals group. And that's why I'm so happy that we get to talk about Shapenko because they represent, they embody, they are the definition of stability. Been around for 90 years, four generations, family ownership, and they're poised for another 90 and another four generations. There are no better people to work with. They absolutely know their products inside and out, and they will work with you to create cost-effective, really creative promotional products that's going to get you and your client noticed. So you want to learn more, head over to the newly redesigned Shapenko.com. You won't be sorry you did. And when you, when you call them, don't be anonymous.